This is the Field of Streams Fantasy Baseball Podcast, brought to you by Fangraphs. Hello and welcome to the Field of Streams Podcast. It is Tuesday, April 7th. I'm your host, Dylan Higgins. I am joined today by my co-host, Brad Johnson. Brad, how you doing? Oh, pretty good. How about yourself? I'm doing pretty good. It's uh, it's early over here. It is actually still dark out on the West Coast, <laughs> but uh, up to record here for the second episode of the Field of Streams podcast, now on Rotographs. Uh, and we get to uh, recap a pretty big opening day. I assume you watched, you know, your your fill of baseball yesterday. Oh yeah, I got a good piece of about four or five games. Uh, watched that uh, ugly Phillies game start to finish for whatever reason, and uh, uh, Yankees game was another one I paid attention to. Yeah, and I'm sure, just like me and Matt and everybody else, you totally had... Kyle Kendrick just dominating the Brewers, doing great. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, I, I did avoid that uh, Brewers stack yesterday just because I knew everyone would be on it. Yeah, it was uh, a little too obvious. Which I mean, everybody yeah, thought they'd be better, really but was. and that might be a DFS strategy that I'm sure maybe you use or some people use is if it's too obvious, there's not really an advantage to be gained, right? Yeah, and opening day is really a unique time, too. There's always that one guy who's just like, well, how's this guy starting? And, yeah. you know, there's just there's aces everywhere. Uh, all of the matchups are bad except for that one guy. Everybody's going to be focused on it. And because it's opening day, there's so many more players than there usually are. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's just uh, the numbers game gets a little extreme. Most days, even when there's an obvious pick, there's, you know, there's plan B, plan C, plan D, and it's not as bad to use that obvious pick because people yeah. are going to do their own thing. Well, me and Matt were guilty as well as everybody else of uh, being in on that one and thinking that was going to go one way, and it certainly didn't. There's nothing like opening day to remind you that, you know, you don't know anything, especially <laughs> about baseball. It's yeah. going to go a different way. Um it- the one thing to know about baseball is that it's uh, a much more random sport than uh, like football and basketball and hockey. Uh, you, you tend to not get the performances that you project. <laughs> yeah, especially in uh, this DFS format when we look at it daily. But uh, still fun. That's why it's a long season. And uh, me and Matt actually uh, did get one thing right. We both like Clay Buckles at the Phillies, and... The Phillies were dependable, and they're not being able to score runs, which I think might be a pattern for them. Yes, I do believe it will be. It's going to be interesting to see which team between them and the Braves loses more games, because they're both just ugly rosters. Yeah, that might be a big uh, streamer team, at least for pitchers, which is something Matt and I look at a lot. And uh, I don't know if Clay Buckles is always going to be that good, but he's going to be interesting too, because he looks healthy, which is a big thing for him. Yeah, he looked a lot more like his 2013 version, which uh, I think the final ERA on him was really low before he got hurt. Um, that obviously will be higher just from progression, but uh, if he's not looking like the mess he was last year, he should be you know viable mixed league, uh, you know back of the roster type guy. Yeah, yeah, he'll be a guy to watch. So, um, and, and also like early in the season like this is the time when. You have those breakout guys, and they might look fluky good in April, and you don't know whether to hold on, whether it's a player like, you know, like last year it might be Corey Kluber, where he has three or four amazing starts, and if you didn't grab him in April, you don't get to grab him ever, you know? So it's kind of the time to grab one of those guys that have freakishly hot starts, and some of them will do it all year, you know? 
I'm not sure that that's Clay Buckholes, but if you don't grab him now, you might not be able to grab him two or three starts from now. So yeah, and, and speaking with uh, just with Buckholes himself, uh, that offense, even if his ratios aren't great, uh, he should be you know 15, 18 game winner. Yeah, yeah, the, that's what my dad was saying. That the Red Sox are going to score plenty of runs this year. Feels like oh yeah, <laughs> cool. All right. Well, uh, on this podcast, we're going to look at specific uh, positions. We're going to talk about DFS, but also try and break down some uh, guys at each place that we kind of like, um, and at least discuss what options might be. So we're looking at games for today, Tuesday, April seventh, and uh, yeah, we can just start running down positions. Um, Who do you like at catcher? Catcher. Uh, being a, a fairly thin slate of. I'm probably going to go some, somewhere cheap. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at Mike Zunino as uh, okay. a good option, uh, just because he's going to have the, uh, if I recall, he's going to have the platoon advantage. I yes. think he's facing uh, Wilson. You get, yeah, he gets CJ. Yeah, so he should have that advantage. Uh, actually, uh, Daily Grind that's going to be out later, I got some uh, swing analysis from Dan Fardsworth on Zunino, and uh, you know, it's looking pretty good. Uh, it's definitely an upgrade from his swing last year, where he's uh, he's now kind of looking to all fields a little bit more, or at mm-hmm. least he was in the spring. Yeah, and uh, that should help him uh, at least with a better average. Maybe the power is going to be about the same, but he should at least be able to hit you know two twenty, two forty, which is not as painful as one ninety nine. Yeah, I uh, that's actually the name I wrote down for catcher as well. There are only eight games today, and he does have the platoon advantage and. Yeah, that batting average was unsightly last year, but he also hit a bunch of home runs, and it might be the kind of boomer bust guy you would like in your DFS format, depending on which one you want, because right. he could definitely go for four pretty easily, but he could also hit a home run or two, So, and C.J. Wilson's not exactly that uh, that scary. So, <laughs> um, yeah, Zunino's the one that caught my attention, too. I don't think he's a slam dunk, but he's not going to be that expensive either, you know? No. And uh, him going yard would not be that surprising. All right, who do you have at first base? Let me look that over real quick, because okay. I haven't right. settled on exactly who I want to use. Yeah, I have two. I wrote uh, Anthony Rizzo gets Lance Lynn. And yeah. I, th- I don't think Lance Lynn's a bad pitcher at all. Um, his whip can be a little high, but he strikes out plenty of guys. But he does have a bit of a weakness against left-handed hitters. And the big left-handed hitter on the Cubs lineup is uh, definitely Rizzo. So... Uh, I, I think Rizzo won't be cheap, but he does get that advantage, and he does get a guy that uh, might struggle a little bit. Lance yeah. Lynn's OPS numbers again. His his OPS splits aren't that stark. His control splits are really bad. Off the top of my head, it's something like a five strikeout to walk against mm-hmm. righties, and then like a one and a half against lefties. He really has uh, control problems, at least on those very blunt peripheral numbers um, against left-handed hitters. So I wrote down Rizzo. And the other one that uh, I liked him a lot yesterday, obviously, but uh, again, Lance Land now gets uh, Jordan Lyles. And I just could see myself picking Lance Land a lot uh, this year when he gets right-handed hitters because he's great against them. You know, makes him kind of a nicer daily play as opposed to... A uh, a longer season play where he really doesn't do much against left-handed pitchers at all. But that was about one of my only picks that went well on opening day. Is he got about three hits, I think. I wouldn't mind Adam Lynn against Jordan Lyles because Jordan Lyles doesn't scare me either. So those are yeah, the two first basemen uh, I had. 
Yeah, I, I think those are two guys I kind of picked out early on. Uh, yeah, Lynn's going to come up a lot because he has a good spot in the lineup. It's a good lineup, mm-hmm. and he's pretty much the only lefty. Uh, so he'll, he may even get left in against those tough lefties in, near the end of the game, which kind of it runs both ways. You're going to get it an auto out, but he might also get another at bat later and he'll get the plate appearances mm-hmm. uh, that he otherwise uh, didn't get with the Blue Jays. Yeah. And that's, that's one of the hard things about Lind is just you're usually looking at three plate appearances a game because the yeah. team's going to bring in that tough lefty at some point for him. Yeah, and that Brewers lineup is is pretty good. It's full of talent, but it also is very heavily right-handed, for sure. Oh, yeah. All right. Um, any other first baseman that caught your eye? Yeah, so uh, Ike Davis might be interesting today against Colby Lewis. Yeah, I was going to ask you, once we run down these positions, I want to get back to the Oakland A's. They're an interesting mm-hmm. lineup, for sure. Uh, but he has that advantage, and Colby Lewis is also not very imposing. Yeah, he's uh he's definitely one of the more exploitable pitchers out there. Uh, I I think he'll be a lot better than he was last year. Even you know if you just look at his FIP last year, he's better mm-hmm. than his ERA. Sure. And he's he's always just kind of like a stable guy who goes out there can eat some innings when he's healthy. Mm-hmm. And which the Rangers need for sure. Yeah, the the Rangers definitely need that. At the same time, a guy like uh, Ike Davis can definitely feast on that. Yeah, yeah. And he's very cheap in Fanduel, just uh, twenty six hundred. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Ike Davis could be a guy, if he gets it together, especially in Oakland, he might be a guy to keep an eye on, especially in that, in that lineup that's looking for some thump, and he's a good left-handed bat, when things are going right. And uh, I do like Rizzo as well, uh, my concern is, uh, there's like a 50% chance for rain throughout the game, yeah. uh, so we'll have to keep an eye on that weather report, and yeah. then, uh, as you mentioned, uh, Lynn's kind of tightened up his, uh, platoon spits, splits a bit, at least last year he did. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not sure. I, I mean, as you mentioned, the control splits aren't as good. Uh, I'm not sure how bullish we should be about Rizzo, but it's definitely a pretty decent matchup. Yeah, yeah. I don't think he's that cheap. You're not going to get a steal on him, but uh, he there's no reason he couldn't have a good game. You know, right? If you're a Rizzo fan, he, he's worth paying attention to. Um, how about a middle infield, second base, or shortstop? Looking over the second base from yesterday, even it's uh, it's a thin field because mm-hmm. uh, for most DFS formats, you're looking for a guy who can give you some pop because uh, you want that chance for a one or two home run game. It's just the easiest way to get points on the board. Uh, it's a lot harder to say, all right, this guy's going to get three hits because that's just completely random. Mm-hmm. That said, uh, you could go very expensive with Robson Cano. He doesn't have the platoon advantage, so it's Probably not looking too good for you. Yeah. Um, I don't mind uh, Howie Kendrick, uh, just because he's batting right in the middle of that uh, Dodgers lineup. Yeah. That's another game that could get some rain, but it looked like the report was saying it would clear out before too long. Yeah. And he's up against Tyson Ross, who's a really good pitcher. Yeah. Uh, I would say maybe the rain might even work in his favor there if it they get the game started and then uh, get like an hour delay, get Ross out of the game early. Oh, good. Yeah, if things break well for you, that could be a, a good that, way for things to go. Yeah, that might be a better uh, better play somewhere like DraftKings where you can make last-minute changes because it is the 10 o'clock game too, I mm-hmm. believe. And then uh, was there a shortstop you liked? Oh, uh, you know, I always... Uh, Early season, I always like to go with Tulo. His uh, price gets pulled down at the beginning of every year, and then he works back up. Like right now, he's 4400 That'll work up to like 5000 or yeah. 5200 
uh, before he gets hurt. You know, the, the annual injury. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Milwaukee is the best hitters park today. Uh, okay. So he's got a pretty good matchup, too, against uh, Matt Garza. Mm-hmm. Uh, he doesn't have the platoon advantage, but uh, you're not getting too many options out of shortstop either. It's definitely a deeper field than uh, second base, though. Yeah. Um, I wasn't that inspired by middle infield. Uh, yesterday, Matt was saying he really likes the Brewers' middle infield. He likes Scooter Jeanette and Gene Segura. And neither of them, uh, not a lot of pop there, but they're also not going to be that expensive. Maybe some speed. And they get another Rockies pitcher, you know. They get a Jordan Lyles. Didn't go great yesterday. But um, I, I both think neither of them have real bad platoon weaknesses. Um, Jeanette has the the advantage today. And I don't know. If you're looking for cheap options, guys, that won't hurt you. And if it's a lineup you believe in, whether you're stacking brewers, making that, uh, going back to the well there. And that's the thing. Um, yesterday, I don't think playing against Kyle Kendrick went badly for you, but I don't think it was a bad decision. I, don't, I think it would have been a stake to all of a sudden react the other way. And I'm not saying necessarily that the Brewers are going to do great today, but I wouldn't avoid it because they did bad yesterday. You know, even though right. it sounds like Ryan Braun might not be in the lineup, um, he has a injury going on. But I don't, I wouldn't stay away from them because of yesterday. So I think the Brewers might be a good play again today. And so, yeah, Jeanette and Segura aren't slam dunks, but I wouldn't hesitate either um, with them if if you aren't feeling great about any of the other options. Yeah, the Brewers are a. a, a... Decent option for today. Uh, my concerns specifically to Jeanette and uh, Segura are just uh, the bat down the lineup. So uh, you're getting fewer plate appearances from them. You're getting fewer mm-hmm. RBI opportunities. Uh, yep. The guys behind them aren't going to drive them in. Yep. Uh, it eats away at their value. So yep. generally, I'm look- when I'm looking at a down the lineup guy, it's got to be someone who's really cheap. Mm-hmm. And Segura's just at 3300 I don't know what... Uh, Jeanette is offhand. Uh, yeah. Let me grab it. It's 3000 yeah. So th- cheap, they're not, not cheap, cheap enough for me. That makes sense, for sure. Um, and then how about third base? Anybody there that excites you today? You know, the, the third base crowd isn't too sharp today. Uh, you got uh, Aram. Uh, he'll probably bat fourth. Uh, that's a good option against Lyles. Uh, right on the other side of that game, Arenado versus... Uh, uh, Gars is a pretty good option. Yeah. Are you an Arnado guy? I know he's a popular sleeper he, this year. <laughs> I go back and forth on him. I'm not as excited about him as some of the other guys on mm-hmm. the Rotograph staff, but I definitely like him a lot. Uh, it seems like people expect like exponential growth out of him. Like yeah. He'll be a fantasy star this year, and I think he'll more or less repeat what he showed last year, which was still very good, Yeah, especially when you're getting a lot of games and cores. But mm-hmm. at the same time... Uh, at least for his uh, uh, normal ADP for fantasy leagues, it seemed like he had a lot of growth baked in. Yeah, for sure. I mean, he's a twenty. He's like twenty three still, twenty four. He's he's a baby, but I don't know. He's an interesting guy. I think the hype might have gone a little far when he's going in the third round or whatever. Um, right. But uh, there's nothing wrong with picking him in DFS for sure. There's no reason he can't have a big day. So. His price is pretty reasonable. He's a mid-order guy, uh, going for 3500 on yeah. FanDuel. So yeah, that's not so looking bad. looking pretty good. Yeah. And then um, in the outfield, I have five names. None of them that I love, but five that I thought were at least interesting. Um, Steven Souza is another popular sleeper this year. He didn't do a whole lot yesterday in his first day, but 
he gets Wei Yan Chen. Wei Yan Chen is uh, Matt's contest pick for today. Um, and Wei Yan Chen's a, a pretty solid pitcher, but not a great pitcher. Not one that you would avoid going up against. And he uh, he's left-handed, and that gives Souza the advantage. It's a right-handed batter. And Souza has some pop, for sure, and has some speed. It's unclear if that's going to come to the major leagues yet, but there's a few ways he could put up some points. And uh, he's a guy whose price isn't crazy just yet. And so I wrote down Sousa. Um, I wrote down Adam Jones, who is also not going to be that cheap, but he gets Nate Carnes, who's probably the most questionable pitcher that's going today, or mm-hmm. arguably. And, um, He's up there. Yeah, Adam Jones does not have the platoon advantage. Adam Jones is kind of a weird batter, though. He mashed lefties last year, but he actually has backward splits over his career. Um, so his splits aren't that crazy. I wouldn't avoid... Uh, him just because he doesn't have the advantage. And so if you feel good about taking advantage of Nate Carnes, um, Adam Jones. Also, if you like Adam Jones and want to pay the price for him, um, he could do just fine today. And then I wrote down uh, basically all the Rockies uh, outfielders because they get Matt Garza. <laughs> you know, there's Blackman, Cargo's healthy and fine, and Corey Dickerson. Um, I, none of those necessarily over the others, but they would all be okay picks depending on what price you're paying. If you need to fill out your roster, I don't see any problem with any of those guys. I definitely agree with the uh, Rockies outfield. It's just yeah. uh, a nice little stack to put in play. I was uh, a little disappointed to see Dickerson hitting six yesterday. Yeah, uh, but the, the, that, I guess that's okay, you know? <laughs> yeah, he's got to somewhere. Yeah, they're pretty loaded and... Batting there is not a testament to his potential at all. It's just kind no. of in a loaded lineup right now. Yeah. I would have liked to see him swapped with uh, Morneau, but that's uh, purely a fantasy thing, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, one guy that uh, stands out to me as just uh, someone who nobody's really paying attention to is uh, Angel Pagan, mm-hmm. uh, or Angel Pagan. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's, uh, he's up against Ruby De La Rosa, who the spring... Uh, Eno showed me a video of some mechanical changes he made early in the spring, and they just looked awful to me. But he got good results out of them. So uh, he's one of those guys that's uh, you, you should keep an eye on, uh, De La Rosa, that is, uh, yeah. for breakout potential this year. I'm not saying uh, I necessarily believe in him now, but it's worth tracking. True. He's a guy, guy that's always had talent and skills, but hasn't really put it together yet. You know, Not sure if he will, but he certainly could. Yeah. Yeah. But you uh, like uh, to, uh you like Angel Pagan? I like him yeah, too. Yeah, yeah, game back to Pagan. Uh he's uh you know, he's batting third in the lineup. That's just always going to be a, a good spot to target. He's away, which means he's going to get all nine at bats. He's 2900. Uh it all just kind of lines up. Mhm. Yeah, he's the guy I ended up with uh in late rounds in some of my teams. So it was like he as long as he's healthy, he's going to produce. Maybe yeah. not a a star, but he hits for high average and he runs and Related to him, Arizona. There's even a chance for uh, a bit of power. Yeah, yeah. He's certainly not punchless. And uh, the other guy, another guy, I wrote down um, similar to that. I I like Nori Aoki. I don't love him, but he's cheap, and he's left-handed. He, even though he has backward splits a little bit. Um, if you don't believe in De La Rosa, you know Aoki could be just fine. You know he doesn't have as much pop, but he can run and be a part of that offense. Is is a cheap option. For sure. Yeah, a, a giant stack in general is a viable strategy today for a GPP. Yeah. 
Um, and then the last outfielder I had down, uh, again with the platoon advantage, and if you're looking for pop, uh, Nelson Cruz gets to go up against C.J. Wilson. And he could certainly thump a lefty, you know, uh, if you like the Mariners today, going against C.J. Wilson. Nelson Cruz is uh, very viable to do something. So Another name that's uh, jumped out to me, uh, Travis Snyder uh, okay. with the Orioles. Uh, again, against Carnes, uh, hope the platoon, and... Uh, you know, it should uh should be a good matchup for him. The uh, stadium uh, Tropicana is not great for power, uh, but you know he has enough pop to you know, lift one out of there. Sure, he's a, another guy that's always showed potential and never quite put it together. But no reason he couldn't do anything. Okay, and then are there any pitching matchups you really like today? Matt and I uh, in our contest, he has Wei Yan Chen. I have Jesse Han, um, who I think could take advantage of, you know, those Ranger sitters didn't do much last night, um, which doesn't necessarily pertain to today, but they're just not a lineup that scares me yet. Um, is there anybody else that kind of jumped out to you? If the forecast clears up, uh, I, I really like Jake Arrieta in general, and I mm-hmm. think his price tag, uh, both on FanDuel and DraftKings, is just pretty low for what he is. Sure. Uh, FanDuel, it's 8,800. I think he's easily a 10,000 pitcher, uh, He's up against Lynn, so it's not a, a slam dunk uh, matchup at all, but he's just so good. Uh, the other guy they like, uh, one of them's Han. Uh, I do like Chen as well, just because he's facing a kind of iffy Tampa Bay offense uh, at a good pitcher's park. Mm-hmm. Uh, getting back to Han, uh, he just has good upside. Uh, you know, His fastball wasn't... Uh, his uh, strongest pitch last year. I heard some reports that the velocity was a bit up this year uh, in the spring. Mm-hmm. Uh, I haven't been able to confirm that myself with uh, any kind of pitch effects because he didn't pitch in front of uh, one of those machines. Um, the other guy, if you're really looking for someone cheap, uh, mentioned De La Rosa as kind of a breakout uh, opportunity. The Giants' offense isn't you know that special. Uh, I kind of still lean towards using the offense over... Uh, De La Rosa, but it's definitely an option you can go if you want just like a 6,200 pitcher. Yeah. Um, I also wrote down, uh, do you like Matt Latos against the Braves? Latos is issued <laughs> I usually. like everyone against the Braves. <laughs> yeah, and Latos uh, is a career 3-3-4 ERA. A lot of these guys get suppressed because of injury, possibly, but that doesn't matter to you in a one-day start. You know, he's healthy no, now, he's starting no. today, and he's certainly talented. Yeah, I, I have some concerns about Latos this year. Uh, against the Braves, I think that's uh, an easy dice throw. Mm-hmm. The only issue with that start is he's up against uh, Alex Wood, who I consider to be the Braves' best pitcher. Yeah. Uh, and as we saw yesterday, even uh, you know a good pitcher could carry that uh, win. It could be another 2-1 game. Yeah. Yeah. And then um, the other name I wrote down, this is another guy that showed it last year, and the jury's still out a bit, but uh, Paxton goes up against the Angels. And a lot of people are in on Paxton, and some people aren't as sold, but uh, he shouldn't be that expensive. And whether or not you believe in the Angels, uh, he could be interesting, for sure. Yeah, he's definitely someone to track today. I'm not sure that I'm going to be using him. Yeah, I'm just... uh, I'm not too confident about his uh, ability to strike out hitters. Yeah, yeah. Well, he could have a good game. I don't, I don't think that's a that's a big one, but it's one I at least listed. Put 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 down that I thought was interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. 
Um, well, yeah, that, that's the the majority of our roundup. Pretty well run down these DFS hitters for a, a shallower day. Only eight games on the slate. After we get spoiled on opening day, and then it comes down to eight on Tuesday, and uh, no day games, unfortunately. But another eight games tonight coming up. All right, Brad, your first time here on the podcast. Uh, you obviously write for Rotographs as well, but tell us a little bit about uh, what you do and where you write. Sure. So I do the daily grind here at Rotographs. Uh, also do a couple just kind of free-floating concepts. Uh, usually try to focus on strategy, tactics, uh, uh, do uh, bullpen analysis for Roto World, uh, edit for another site called Rotoballer, uh do a weekend shift with MLB trade rumors. Uh, so I'm kind of all over the place. Uh, mm-hmm. Rotographs is uh, my favorite home, I think. Uh, Appleman does a great job uh, you know, making us all feel very welcome here. For sure. Uh, we have that uh, annual spring trip, which is just a blast, too. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, just, that's the 50,000-foot uh, level of what I do. Yeah, I just started here, and it's uh, it's been great. It's good to be at Rotographs, for sure. Yeah, And where you're based? Uh, right now I'm in North Carolina. I tend to move around a lot. Okay. Okay. Right on. Uh, and that makes you a fan of who? Uh, grew up as a Phillies fan. Uh, uh, by now I'm kind of just a baseball fan. Yeah. I think uh, so, I try to explain that to people. So yeah. You, you work it, in baseball weird. and it dissipates a bit. Even when uh, I was still in college when the Phillies won the World Series. Mm-hmm. Uh, but even by then I was like losing my kind of fandom to them to just general baseball and it's just it's strange because i've always rooted for this one team and now like this year i'm really pulling for the indians they're definitely my favorite team this year okay uh, so um i can feel my loyalty swinging in their direction at least for this season uh, i like the blue jays a lot in past years just because their offense is so much fun to watch yeah, there's a, there's a lot of fun teams out there. I find myself that's kind of the nice thing of stepping away from your fandom is you can get really into interesting teams. I don't right. find myself an Oakland A's fan. But the last couple of years, they've just been so fun to watch that you end up watching a lot more of their games and, and seeing what they have going on. Cool. And the A, what one of the things the A's do so well is just they get more out of their players than uh, they have any right to. Uh, one of the things that the Rays do as well. Uh, we'll see if that continues after the uh, Andrew Friedman era. Yeah. Uh, before we get out of here, that was one of the things I wrote down that I want to talk about and I mentioned mm-hmm. is uh, this Oakland A's lineup. Like today, so they get Colby Lewis, who should be better than last year, but is still a guy you might want to stream against. And often I, I did start by looking at exploitable pitchers. Then I go and look at the A's lineup and I just don't know what to do with it in terms of fantasy and DFS. You know, do you, do you believe in Sam Fold? Do you believe in Craig Gentry? Like, <laughs> what are you supposed to do there? You know, you mentioned Ike Davis, who could certainly make an impact, but there's a lot of question marks up and down that lineup, which might have, end up being just fine. But uh, anybody really jump out to you there other than Ike Davis? Not just today, but like for this season. Well, from a traditional fantasy standpoint, I do like Gentry and uh, Fold to a lesser extent. Uh, just because they're kind of manageable platoon options, and right now at least they're batting atop the lineup. Uh, Zobrist is not who he used to be, but he's still a solid player. Uh, and even for DFS, uh, second base is so shallow that he kind of winds up to being a good play. I think he was he's 3,100 on FanDuel right now. Mm-hmm. And 
you know, batting third for any team at that price, it, it looks pretty good. Yeah. Uh, I do like uh, Marcus Semien a lot. Yeah. I don't know about him as a fantasy player so much right now, uh, as opposed to kind of just a real-world utility option that can move around a diamond. Uh, but there's definitely some upside there. Yeah. So I think they're an interesting team. It's entirely possible they're going to be bad. But I feel like we've been saying that for a while, and they always figure out how to be pretty good. I I think they'll at least find their way to 500, if not better. Uh huh. And that that lineup, I I, I, again, I'm perplexed right now. But uh, we're early in the season. It's kind of when we don't know anything. Um, So it'll be interesting. I I I didn't pick any of them today, just because I don't know what to do yet against Colby Lewis. Mm -hmm. You know. But uh, I'll probably end up with a couple of them. Yeah. I haven't uh, finalized anything. I just have some dummy rosters in. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that'll uh, do it for us today, running a little long, but I figure we'll be doing that early in the season. Uh, It's a good breakdown of all the positions. Um, As a reminder, Matt and I and the contest, I have Jesse Hahn today, who I feel pretty all right about, and he has Wei and Chen. Both of those are decent picks. If you're looking to either stream in your leagues or uh, look for something cheap in DFS, let me mention a bunch of other options as well. Well, uh, thanks for joining me, Brad. Then I'll be talking to you again on Thursday. Yep, talk back, to you then. Uh, breaking down those players. And then other than that, I'll be back tomorrow with Matt again to break down players for Wednesday. Thanks for listening to uh, Feel the Streams podcast here at Rotographs. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Thank you for listening to the Feel the Streams podcast. For more fantasy baseball analysis, visit fangraphs.com slash fantasy or follow us on Twitter at Rotographs. 